This is Rhema for Today. Hallelujah! That He sent Jesus to redeem us. He loved us while we were yet sinners. Love pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Now, can't you see that that would straighten things out in your life? Can't you see that walking in love would straighten things out in the home and in the church and in the nation for men and women to become children of God and get the love of God in them because the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts and then live in the family of God as children of love. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on love the way to victory. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You know anybody's made perfect in love yet? <laughs> you can see that love is perfect, isn't it? But it's not made perfect in us. But God wants it to be. I said God wants it to be. Let's read it again. Love is not, that's amplified translate, is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. You see, here is love's thermometer. Here is the love gauge. It's easy to find out whether or not you're walking in love. When you take account of the evil done to you, you're not walking in love. As long as you walk in God and stay full of the Spirit and let love dominate you, you won't take account of the evil done to you. Like I said, through the years, things have happened to me just as they've happened to you. I've had ministers, fellow ministers, even relatives tell me, I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't put up with that if I was you. They even told me I must have a weakness in my character, fellow ministers. No, it's not weakness, it's strength. Because love never fails. Many have failed. And they've died prematurely because they lived so in the natural that they couldn't take advantages of the privileges of their privileges and their rights as a child of God, the things that belong to them. They were always fussing and fighting until it had an effect on their entire being, including their bodies. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. Say that out loud. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. Now that has to be the God kind of love, doesn't it? Because you see, the Bible tells us that we were enemies of God, and God didn't take account of the evil done to it. God so loved the world. Hallelujah. That he sent Jesus to redeem us. He loved us while we were yet sinners. Love pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Now can't you see that that would straighten things out in your life? Can't you see that walking in love would straighten things out in the home and in the church and in the nation for men and women 
to become children of God and get the love of God in them because the love of God is shed abroad in their hearts and then live in the family of God as children of love. Let's go on reading. This is Amplified Translation of 1 Corinthians verse 4 through 8, 13th chapter. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Woo, glory to God. Someone said, I just can't take it any longer. Love can. I just can't put up with him anymore. Love can. I just can't put up with her. Love can. Think about it. God's putting up with all of us. Wonder if he ever says, I've taken just about all I can take. <laughs> now, you see, that's that old natural man and natural human love that's selfish and said, I, I can't take it anymore. I'm not going to put up with that. The love of God in you bears up under anything. Let's go on reading. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Did you ever notice that natural human love is ready to believe the worst of every person? I knew it's just like him. I didn't have any confidence in it to begin with. It's ever ready to believe the worst about the husband. Natural human love. Ever ready to believe the worst about the wife. Ever ready to believe the worst about the children. But this God kind of love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Husband, wife, brother, sister, in the church, children, believe the best of every person. Hallelujah. That'll put you over. I said that'll put you over. You need to learn, instead of believing the worst of your children, you need to learn to surround them with faith and love. Lady said to me at St. Louis, preached the full gospel bid to men convention. Brother Hagin wants you to pray for me. I said, what for? Well, I want you to promise me that you'll, before I tell you, I want you to promise me that you'll pray every day for this request. I said, I'm not going to do it. Because I, I, I probably wouldn't think of it every day. But what's your request? Well, now she said, I'm a widow. And I have a 16 and a half, a 15 and a half year old boy, only child I have. His daddy's dead. Now, I wasn't a Christian. He wasn't brought up in church either. I've just been in church in recent years. But said, I can't do a thing in the world with him. He won't go to church. He's just out to all hours of the night, sometime three and four o'clock in the morning before he comes in. I, I, and said, I just lay there awake, you know, waiting for the phone to ring, telling me, you know, they've got him arrested down in jail, you know, in with a gang, and so on and so forth. I wanted you to pray every day. Will you promise me you'll pray every day for him? No, I said, I'm not going to pray for him at all. She said, you're not. No, I said, I'm not even going to pray one prayer. I'm doing that to get her attention. Amen. Sort of like the old boy, little old boy lived in town. They've been in the country. Went out to his grandpa's farm. And his grandpa went out, you know, in those days they had mules and horses. And so he had, and so he started hooking these mules up and he picked up two before and hit that, hit that mule in the head. And the little boy said, why'd you do that part, grandpa? He said, just to get his attention. <laughs> Sometimes you have to get people's attention. I did that to get her attention. I said, I'm not going to even pray for him. I'm not going to pray one prayer. You're not? I said, no. She said, why? I said, wouldn't do any good. 
wouldn't do a bit of good in the world. As long as you are going to keep nagging at him. As long as you're going to keep worrying about it. And keep telling him you'll never mount anything. You're going to wind up in the penitentiary. You're going to the reform school. You'll never make it. She said, how do you know I did that? I said, because he turned out like he did. That's how come he'd know it. Well, she said, what am I going to do? I said, I'll tell you exactly what to do. Will you do it? Instead of me doing it every day, will you do it every day? <laughs> well, I will if it's easy. Everybody's looking for something easy. I said, it's easy. I said, now, number one, don't ever mention to him again. I said, he's 15 and a half, never 16. Don't ever mention to him again anything about Jesus, God, or the Bible. Probably every meal you try to preach to him, don't you? Yeah, she said, I do. I said, shut your mouth. Don't ask him to go to church. Just leave him alone. Now, you ought to start way on back there when he's little. But you didn't because way on back there, you didn't even know God yourself to begin with. But get off of him. Get off of his back and quit hounding him. And then at nighttime, stood a laying there worrying and said, well, I guess the phone's going to ring. I said, you say, Lord, I don't know where he is, but I surround him with faith and love. I surround him with faith and love. I do not believe he's going to wind up in the penitentiary. I do not believe he's going to wind up in jail. I do not believe he's going to wind up in the reform school. I believe he's going to be delivered and blessed and saved. And I said, then go on to sleep. Oh, it'll be hard, but you can do it. Well, I went back 15 months later. There's three months difference between the conventions. 50, you know, they have it every year, but there's three months, so it's actually 15 months. And I spoke one afternoon. I finished, and here came a lady up to me, just, just, just lively and lovely, and, 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 and shook hands with me. And she said, you don't recognize me, do you? I tell you, she looks so different, so much younger, and so much more beautiful. And I said, no, no, who are you? She said, don't you remember last year I asked you to pray for my boy? And I said, pray every day. Oh, I said, you're the one. Yeah, she said, I'm the one. And I'll tell you, she said, I had an awful time. I just had to bite my tongue to keep saying anything, but I did just what you said do. I practice it religiously. What you meant every day. I would never ask him anymore. He'd come in at four o'clock in the morning. And I'd just say, Lord, I surround him with faith and love. I just, if I said it once, I must have said it 10,000 times. And so she said, you know, 15 months have come and gone. He's almost, well, he'll be 17 in a few days. He's 15 and a half, 16 and a half, and three more months. You see, it'd be making him 16 and three quarters. And so she said, uh, I, uh, I said, uh, so he said one morning, I never invited him to church, never said a word to him. But he came in at four o'clock. I know when he came in because I heard the door open. See? Four o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. But he got up and came to the breakfast table. And said, Mom, believe I'll go to Sunday school and church with you this morning. I said, oh, no, you shouldn't go. Just act it. You know, you're up to 4 o'clock. You need your rest. Oh, but I want to go, though. See, before she's hounding him, make him mad. So said he went. Next Sunday, same thing, Saturday night. He came in at 4 o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. And got up and said, son, got up for breakfast. Said, I believe I'll go to Sunday school and church with you this morning. She said, son, now, now you need your rest. You've got to go to school next week. You know, and you was out to 4 o'clock this morning. You might ought to stay in and rest. No, I want to go. So he went. And then she said he went back that Sunday night when the altar called to give him, said he went to the altar and got saved. And he got filled with the Holy Ghost and said before he was 100% for the devil and now that he's 120% for God. Said, I believe that he's going to turn into a preacher. Thank you for helping me. Amen. I said, uh, 
And I said, well, praise God. She turned around. She said, thank God I've got a brand new boy. And she turned around and walked away. And then she came back and retraced that and said, I'll tell you something else. He's got a brand new mama. I said, I'm not the same person I used to be. I'm not the same person. She said, I don't think like you. said, I pinched myself sometimes. said, that really you? said, I used to worry all the time. I don't ever worry anymore. I've learned to turn it over to the Lord. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's two-CD set called How to Know the Will of God. Next is Kenneth Hagan's CD entitled A Place Called There. And last but not least, Lynette Hagan's book God's Positioning System. All three resources are for the special price of $16.50. That's 50% off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And I want to thank all of you that have partnered with us. Somebody said, well, what's a partner? Well, that's somebody that prays for us. Yeah. And then somebody that sends an offering at least once a month to help that's us right. continue to support Rama yes. all over the world. We have 250 Bible schools in 50 nations. Yes. In fact, the latter part of May, we were just went to Samoa and Australia. That's what our partner club member does. If you want to become one, just go to rhema.org slash WPC. Thank all of you that are partners, you that are going to join to be partners with us because you're helping us. Monday, Kenneth Hagan will start a powerful series. That's next week on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.